Hey, thanks for uh, checking us out. This is Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, I am Will Scoville. This is Randy Heyer. What's up? Uh, coming to you from <laughs> Berkeley and Oklahoma City. Um, this is a show where we're just kind of reviewing some movies that we really like. Uh, Randy's one of my favorite people to kind of listen to movie reviews from. So I asked him to, to join me and just kind of checking out stuff that's on streaming uh, while we're all kind of locked up away at home. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the premise of the show, pretty light, so we can kind of get into whatever. Um, this week, uh, I let Randy pick the, uh, the first uh, movie that we're reviewing for the, for the uh, first episode. And Randy, I'll let you introduce that. Yeah, so the movie we watched is called... Like me, and I was thinking about this title. Actually, it's like, how do you say it? Is it like me or like me? Or <laughs> you know, I think it actually. I don't know if you remember the movie Prisoners, but that movie, like, it had like a billion different like. You could apply the word prisoner to like every character in a different way throughout the movie, and I think you can kind of do that with this title too. Um, so it's about this girl at the very opening scene, she's holding a gun on her gas station clerk and just makes him pee his pants and then leaves and posts it online. And that's like where it gets off and running. And then basically after that, she's trying to top her posts and stuff. And it's all about being online and being disconnected from reality and she does a lot of drugs and super psychedelic and Larry Fessenden is in it who he's a really cool filmmaker in his own right. And I like him as an actor too. So this is apparently Robert Mockler's first movie, but damn, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where did you, was this uh, something you found on like shutter? Yeah. Uh, kind of scrolling through there. Yeah, I found it on Shutter. It was on Prime, though, too, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's where yeah. I watched it. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I was scrolling through Shutter, and there's actually another movie they put up called Bliss that's really similar to this. I also liked. Maybe we'll oh, really? later. Yeah, but this movie just, I don't know. I mean, I can see a lot of people not liking it, maybe. It's certainly polarizing, I think, but. To me, it just hit it hit everything perfectly. And then at the end, I'm not going to ruin what the ending is, but I promise you it doesn't cop out. What it's building towards, it does at the end. And yeah. I appreciated that. I liked it a lot. Cool. Um, yeah, and it's this is something that wasn't on my radar at all until you know I asked you what you wanted to, to watch. And so I don't know if I would have found that. Uh, I, I get shutter off and on. Uh, I got it mostly for that creep show series they had, uh, which I, it was really good. Uh, and so I got this and I, and I took a peek and I kind of, uh, like the premise of it. And I like that it was a newer movie, which I'm, I'm kind of, uh, ignorant about, uh, right now. And, uh, so I was kind of excited to watch it and I liked how it, how it opened up and what they were going for. But, uh, I ended up not really caring for it and, mm-hmm. and not necessarily thinking they kind of saw that vision through as well as they could. Um, I mean, that's not to say I didn't like it cause it was really interesting. It was like, um, 
you know, it did it did have kind of first film vibes, and, mm-hmm. and it really had like an like an internet. You know, it felt very giffy, jiffy, or however yeah. you say it. Um, which, uh, whatever, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, but like, kind of what turned me off was the point where, I guess, in that second video she's making after the after the bodega robbery, mm-hmm. where she's in that she's in that like hostel or like uh, or like motel room or whatever yeah that weird motel yeah yeah uh and i was like you know and she invites that dude up and uh you know she's got like the swing set up and you know the tv and and then later on when they're kind of like uh i guess the tvs are kind of like this makeshift campfire where they're out uh where she shoots him in the third video mm-hmm. um it felt a little too fantasy-like for me, and I didn't know, like, whether or not it was actually happening. Right. And whereas the stuff at the convenience store was very much happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, kind of, they let in with a lot of that. Um, the internet videos, which I really liked, like, kind of the response videos. I thought that was really that well done. That kid is such a little piece of shit, though. Like, Oh, I hated yeah, it. Yeah, you just like, he was, he was perfect. this kid. Yeah, it was really perfect, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was like... Very much in the way, like, it was very performative, but a lot of those guys who do those internet videos are, like, super performative. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think he nailed it. I do, too. Yeah. Um, but, like, what you're saying about the ending, I thought the ending could have worked in the narrative that I thought they were building, like, in the first half hour. Okay. Um, and, like, the middle of it, it... it it lost me a little bit, but then I think the ending would have satisfied if like they had put like made that middle part a little bit more connected to the, to the beginning and ending of it. So you didn't like um, once she takes Larry Fessenden and just is like, you're my hostage. That whole section of the movie was where you kind of lost you. It, it was like getting there and I didn't, um, I didn't feel like they had enough time. I thought the, you know, the, like the force feeding scene when she's making the second video, mm was a little too played up for style versus actual like story building. And so by the time it got to that point, I did not believe that they had had enough time together Mm -hmm. uh, to really build that relationship up uh, in a way that they could have in, I don't know, maybe a longer movie. If it was like another 20 minutes, uh, they may have been able to do that or cut some of the stylistic stuff out. Cause like the, that, that convenience store scene, like it was shot on like a like a telephone, yeah. like, and I I really liked that, and I thought they were going to carry that through for more of it, mm-hmm. and so like the whole force feeding scene, I didn't think like if it had been shot more like mm-hmm. that, instead of like on a VHS camcorder, yeah, I didn't I didn't even really think about that honestly, like when I was watching it. No, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I no, that's just like my take though. But overall, like I thought the concept was good, like I thought it was interesting, and I thought like. Um, the actors they got were good too. Oh yeah, and for a, and it was definitely a cheap movie, and it looked good for a cheap movie. Um, yeah, that's something I like. That's something I really liked about that. Because I think like this and the other movie I was talking about, it's just like color is free. You know, it's like, <laughs> and a lot of filmmakers make these gray movies where they're in mm. a gray building for the whole movie or whatever. It's like three people. This one, I appreciated that they really got outside. They went to, like, you know, they're in a gas station. She's in this weird hotel, this, like, 
And mm-hmm. I think it, I also like about it too is how every character is just profoundly lonely. You know, I mean, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a very melancholy movie, and it's sort of it's not really like nihilistic because I don't think she has like no beliefs, you know, or the characters. Well, she was just like it's a dark journey. Well, yeah, I was starting to get that like when she invited that homeless dude to dinner for like, or for pancakes at the diner. Yeah. Like I was starting to see, or at least I was thinking like they were going to go down that road where she's like really looking for validation and, um, in the real life versus what she's getting both positive and negative on. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, that, that's also kind of around the point where it kind of like, I felt like it kind of abandoned that storyline for a bit. Um, and didn't really like got to the ending of it, but didn't really build that out as far as it could. Um, but like, honestly, yeah, I think the thing is, uh, my, my biggest beef with it, with it was it was too short. Yeah. Like it was like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And it does, it uh, follows kind of a dream logic. Cause like, how does she find that guy yeah. at the end? You know, like right. she just goes yeah. to his house and he's there and it's like, uh, okay. Well, uh, my last job was actually researching these types of people for, for, uh, commercials. And one of the parts of my job was actually finding out what their address and phone number Mm. was. So it's not that hard, honestly, uh, to get that info. Uh, (laughs) so that was very believable to me. So yeah. Um, but, uh, that's the other thing though, like the whole, the way they kind of built those response montages, Mm -hmm with the internet video I thought was like very real. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like those were, you know, they're probably just friends or something where they like kind of, I don't know how to, I don't know how they funded this movie, if it was like a Kickstarter mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if you paid a certain amount, you got to be in the movie or something. Right. But um, no, it felt like a very real like internet interaction. And then having that dude, uh, was it Bert? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah being the actor in there, just kind of like being the, the final one was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Based <laughs> 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 out there. No well, worries. But yeah, I'm excited uh, to see what this guy does next. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know for, I watch a lot of movies like this and stuff and this mm. is really a cut above for this kind oh, of Oh really? Thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like it 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 did give me a lot of like um like video store direct to video vibes. Mm-hmm. Um so it felt like one of those kinds of movies that I, w- I would have like picked up at the rental store kind of based on the box cover. Um and then it ends up being you know not great but you know it's like, I'm glad I watched this. Yeah. I'm glad, you know, it did not waste my time at all. Right. Uh, it was definitely trying to say something and whether it did or not, it's, you know, whatever. Um, but I did get that kind of like that video store vibe out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice that the direct to video market is still kind of thriving. Yeah, totally. Um, like that's, that's almost what it is now, you know, because anything yeah. that's not in theaters is technically like, I guess, DTD, I guess is what you'd say. Instead of yeah. TV. But, uh, I don't know, you know, I, for a low budget movie, I thought I had real ambition. 
it made me feel things and stuff. And then that ending, <laughs> I really, I love that ending. I just thought, because then once everything is settled, she just, oh, fuck, I can't talk about it. You know, I don't want to spoil it. No, I think, I think let's, let's assume that, um, people have watched anyone it. listening has seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you haven't seen so this, this, isn't like get get you to view it. It's like, hey, come talk about right. this. All right. Well, okay. She finds Bert, and then he kind of his response to seeing her is almost like, oh, are we going to be friends or something? Like at first, you know. Yeah. And then she just are we going to make money together? Yeah, yeah. And then she just chases his ass like all the way yeah. to the beach, and then he's like, I, I can't remember what he says, but. You think that she's like just gonna like nothing will happen, but then she just fucking uh, kills him. Like yeah. fucking rule on video and then she sits down and posts and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I loved it. Like to me that was like <laughs> that was beautiful. Like but I don't know. That was just a really whoa, that was dark. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Uh, well, why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll do our uh, big roundup of, uh, of the movie. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hey everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do Would You Rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like, what kind of ridiculous are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay. All from our very real hot tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very real. Uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find bubbling questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now for the end of the show, uh, a thing we have decided to call the big roundup. It's kind of our big roundup of what we thought of the movie. So uh, first section, Randy, big themes. What were some big themes of the, of the movie? Oh, I think I, one of the bigger themes is, I don't know how to put it. I mean, you're going to find out by listening to this podcast that I'm not like the smartest dude. I have, I have like, <laughs> ideas and stuff with the words you know it's more about yeah. um like being isolated in a real society but being extremely connected online i guess so mm-hmm. i don't know how you there's probably a real a succinct way of putting that so like isolation i guess i don't know yeah i mean that's kind of what i was getting out of yeah. that like you know being isolated and and it, like especially right now I think this was kind of a relevant, a relevant movie for right yeah. now. Since we're all like locked up and right. communicating to everyone through video chat. Like so attachment maybe. And, yeah. Uh, disassociation even. Like I feel like yeah. the main character is sort of dissociating like in the yeah. artist too, you know, but, um, but even like when they finally meet up at the end, how, 
they really don't know how to communicate with each other. And it's just like, no. yeah, that's, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love that, that aspect of it. And then, uh, Larry Fessenden, I can't remember what his character's name is. The guy who owns the motel who she yeah. humiliates and then takes hostage. Uh, they actually kind of connect and stuff. Yeah. And then she kind of mistakenly thinks he's her friend, you know, Mm. I thought his response, once he was free, I thought that was, like, true. Like, that's really yeah. what would happen, you know, in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. Cool. And then. So let's, let's, oh, you got another one on no, no, for no, the no, big. No. Uh, no, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Okay. Big rating. Uh, zero to five stars. What is your, what is your big rating on this one? This is something I actually meant to bring up before we started recording because I grew up reading Roger Ebert and Peter Travers, and they vote uh, on a four-star scale, not a five-star. Oh, really? I like the five-star. Like five-star. Want to be honest? All right. Well, I'm still getting. I'm on Letterbox, and I'm just like, ooh, they got the five-star there. I know, I know <laughs> but I want it to be four. Okay, so I'm gonna say. On a four-star scale, I'd give it a three. So let's say three and a half out of five from me. Three and a half? Maybe four. No, bump it up to four. This is my pick. I, I like this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, on Letterboxd, I did give it a, a two and a half star, okay. meaning that uh, it's something that I would watch again, but I'm not, I don't really care for. So for context, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, has a two and a half star. <laughs> well, so. you know, I mean. I've watched that twice this year. Yeah, so. I've seen that's a movie that we, you were that age, you know, like I can't, Oh yeah. I loved it when it was new <laughs> and <laughs> I love, you know, cause I knew Dennis Hopper from speed, but I also was a kid and I liked super Mario. So well, had, like Bob Hoskins was yeah. in it. And, he says uh, it's the worst movie uh, he ever did, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that was also that, uh, I think it came out from Hollywood pictures, mm -hmm. um, which kind of like dominated those types of movies in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels like, it feels like that. And that judge dread movie were shot on the same set. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's agree. Like, I, yeah. I get strong judge dread vibes from that. It's that movie. very judge dread. And they actually <laughs> reused, you know, like the, during the walk, the dinosaur scene where they got the crazy boots on, they yeah. reused those boots and face off in the prison. Oh, did they yeah, really? The I went prison. They're all like, magnetized to the ground and they're wearing the same those boots it's the same boots oh they just like give them a paint job or something I don't know. And it's just like we have these props let's use them i guess i don't know <laughs> face off was an expensive movie so <laughs> i always forget okay so very beginning of ghostbusters uh -huh. right where they're in the library and they got that meter with the like the wings that come up uh -huh. um like egon has it and it's like his detector thing for for ghosts or whatever um, that prop I have seen in like two other movies. It's like someone pulls it out for something. I'm like, what the fuck? That's the Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> it's, and it's, it does the same thing with the wings that kind of like. Hell yeah. Are they movies like of the era, like inner space or something yeah. like that? Or? Yeah. And it's not inner space because I haven't seen that one in a long time and I cannot remember what it is. It's something stupid that I've seen like more than once. So. It's not something bad mm -hmm. that I wouldn't watch again. Mm -hmm. I cannot remember it, but like when I see it again, I'll. I'll I feel like I've seen that shit. Is that in Masters of the Universe, maybe or something? Masters of the Universe, they had that. That they have the key the key thing. thing, but I know they they have other things in that. Well, but that's canon. It might though. be in that. I don't know. 
It's not the same production company. We have, so. No, but it's like they could have hired the same prop company. I don't know. At my, the portal key. I'll have to check that out. That's like an all-timer. Because they thought it was like a, a synthesizer thing. Yeah. That's what they were thinking. And it's from Japan. How much of that movie takes place in like our world it like disappointed me so much when that movie came out. Really? Uh, yeah, because it was like He-Man, you know, Eternia. And they're like... Uh, on the streets of like I don't know New York or whatever with Courtney Cox in a denim jacket and I'm like what the fuck yeah I think they're in small town California actually it's, are they yeah, really? yeah it's kind of like Terminator or something well I guess they're in L A okay. but you know when she's working at that restaurant at the beginning of Terminator I feel like Courtney yeah. Cox works at the same restaurant yeah probably. So it's like L A suburbs or something you know <laughs> that one uh, yeah I gotta go back and watch that one that one was we'll do that for another yeah episode. I mean I don't know. Sorry, I digress uh, so hard. Speak, uh, where, no, no worries, man. Where are we at? Uh, uh, so, what are your what are your top five recommendations for someone who watched this movie? Well, okay, I keep mentioning there's this movie called Bliss that just got put on Shutter, and it's uh, it's actually this guy that's made some of the worst movies I've ever seen. Jeff Bezos? No, Josh Bezos. <laughs> His name is really fucking similar though. It's like Begos or something like that. Huh. But uh, and then I guess he he was like, I thought my career was over, and then I you know I pulled myself up and made this cheap movie the way I wanted to, and it was all it was real hyped, and I was like, but the Mind's Eye, it's a different movie he made, is like a horrible movie. Oh yeah. So I finally, but I finally watched Bliss. So I was like, let's see if the hype is real on it. And I think the hype is extremely real on that movie. Oh really? Yes. And that movie, it's about different things, but it has like a similar look, and it follows a protagonist who's really kind of like it's about doing like a bunch of drugs and shit, and just mm. like I don't know, dying for your art and Bliss's sake. I guess she's dying for her posts and like me, but. So bliss, I would say for sure. Cool. Um, oh my goodness! I mean, like <laughs> me is just a really weird movie. It's like kind of an art movie. And honestly, watching your pick for next week back to back, I was like, "There's some similarities in here," you know? Yeah, I was I was noticing that too. Uh, kind of by chance, we kind of picked two. They're about disaffected views. Who are misguided, yeah. I guess, and do, yeah. do things that are bad, maybe. Um, I mean, just like right off, like kind of the easy pick for me for uh, a related movie is, of course, like Natural Born Killers. Mm. Um, you know, on a bigger scale, uh, definitely. Uh, and, you know, much more mainstream. That's a good but, comparison, though. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, stylistically, it, it took the same approach, but also story-wise, you know, they're doing it first. Um, I think the approach to that, you know, they're first kind of getting away from, I don't know, whatever abuse is going on uh, in their home and start killing people and then they yeah. get the attention and then they follow that attention. Yeah. Um, and it, it's more of a critique on the media around it versus the individual, I think. Um, but... Again, definite, you know, related content in a pre-internet, from a pre-internet era. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. And actually, I love Measure Born Killer. I know that that's <laughs> maybe 
I don't know if it's fashionable to say you like that movie or not, but I think it's one of the funniest satires ever it, made. It is. Like, it's like it, when you approach it like that, it's really good. It's like, but it's also uh, Oliver Stone kind of firing on all cylinders and which I kind of give it. Yeah, give him as much as he wants, and he'll take it. You know, he'll use every piece of it. So. Yeah, and in that movie, they legit use like eight different film sources or more or something. Yeah, you know, they have like They're shooting on video yeah, and yeah. Like, and that's. I mean, for that alone, for Stone to really go the distance when people can just use filters and stuff on mm-hmm. whatever editing software they're using, that's what they do. I mean, I'm sure for this movie, they did use a few different sources, I guess, because yeah, the opening is a phone. And then they yeah. filmed the rest on probably like a, I don't know, a red or something. I I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they were using like the VHS for yeah, part they of did. it. They were uh-huh. using, they showed a lot of TV screens. Um, but I also got to tell myself this came out in like, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like very of, like the aesthetic was very in the moment. Yes. And this is not like a brand new movie, uh, so I gotta also tell myself that, mm. like while watching it. Yeah, and uh, it actually going back to movies that reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of, um, like, I mean, it's not exactly like Harmony Kareen. Is that okay? Here's a question I got. For Stylistically, you. I can see that Kareen or Karen. I've said both. Yeah, me too. Because I don't, I don't really care. But here, I know, me either, but here we are, you know. like uh, Yeah. But um, it's sort of like the visual style of his last two movies, but sort of the chaos of like Trash Empers or something like mm-hmm. that. Or Mr. Lonely, too, in a way where it's very like, it seems like you're grounded in reality, but then once he goes to that island, it's like, well, no, this yeah. is like a fantasy, you know? Like, yeah. That's sort of what, like, me did, too. I mean, so. But, I mean, I wouldn't say the tone is really the same as his movies, no. though. But it did have some sort of weird energy that I connected to that, for sure. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, another one I thought of uh, was one called uh, "Downloading Amy," which I I think that's the name of it. Never seen it. Um, yeah, it came out. Oh God, maybe ten years ago now. Let me look it up. Uh, it's got Maria Bello in it, mm. uh, and it's a Strand release. Oh, that's cool. Um. Hold on a second. I know you all love th- this content of uh, looking shit up on the internet. Well, I'll um, okay, go. Well, it's just, this is this movie is about her, and she's a woman who is married, and you know, kind of a, a marriage that is not going well, and so she finds online someone who will essentially it's it's an S and M movie. Mm. Um, so essentially abuse her, uh, in a consensual way. And, um, she, and it it is a lot about consent and it is where she wants this new, um, partner to murder her and he doesn't want to do that. Mm. And so it kind of plays a lot with like consent. Uh, you know, do you do that? Downloading Nancy, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, that's the name of the movie. 
Uh, and so, yeah, but it's also kind of like finding each other online. The fact that the guy she meets up is videotaping everything. Um, and he will only go so far, but he won't take it as far as she wants it to. Mm. Um, really disturbing, you know, kind of be ready for it if you pick it up. But, um, uh, if you're willing to watch something like, uh, like me, you, you might also like downloading Nancy. Yeah. I might check that out. It sounds cool. Yeah. Um, you got one more? Oh shit. You know, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, just escape. It just flew right out of my brain. Like, like air. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, fuck, it just went away. Oh, well, you were saying like surveillance and stuff. I mean, it reminded me, I think it's like kind of the evolution of like sexualizing videotapes, sliver, yeah. speaking parts, Adam McGoyan movie, just movies that are about like surveillance. This is like taking it into the future because we all have high quality camera. We have computers in our pocket yeah. basically. So yeah, this is about, you know, and I just actually, I just watched shut up little man. Have you seen that movie? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of, I mean, it's not the same thing, but it is about like who owns this, you know, like, right. and stuff like that. And it's like, and it's, yeah. yeah so, I mean, Spoilers for that movie, just at the end, where they're visiting that dude at his SRO, mm -hmm. um, and he had no idea of that he was this thing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty sad. It is. It's kind of like... And they show the tenderloin, yeah. and they show all these people on the streets, and then they cut to the two yeah. dudes who made the tapes living in suburbia with nice houses and stuff. Yep. And it's like... Yep. And I was like, wow, did these guys... I thought they would have produced this maybe. I was like, no, nah, they didn't produce it, because, yeah, it's pretty critical of the guys who make the tape. Yeah. 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 So cool. I think that's a good uh, five there. Uh, one other one I would I would add that I just remembered is another documentary. Um, it's uh, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats, which is on Netflix right I now. I started that. I have not uh, finished it. it. It's hard to watch, but I had read about I read uh, an article about that when it happened and uh, um, found the story fascinating. Mm. Uh, and, and it is about chasing celebrity. Um but it's also uh, extremely violent and disturbing, uh, which I don't usually go for. But uh, the story was so compelling that, that I really liked it. So, Oh, yeah. Well, cool. All right. So I think that does it. That's the first episode of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, Randy, where can we find you online? Well, I'm... Uh I'm at Raygun Bush, and Bush is spelled like, you know, the beer, so it's R-A-Y-G-U-N-B-U-S-C-H. And I can be found on Instagram and Twitter under that. Are you on uh, Letterboxd? I am, uh, yes, under that I am on Letterboxd, and I think it's under Reagan Bush. I think you can find me that way. Yeah, or you could probably cool. just look Randy Hire. The thing is, I'm in a band, and that's my punk name, so I've been using it yeah. for everything. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram at will.scoville, looking the show notes to figure out how to spell my name. Um, and then I'm also on Letterboxd as Wolf Dakota. Um, so that's my punk name, uh, that I use mostly for video game chat, uh, chat rooms. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Uh, we're going to be back uh, next week with If, uh, 1968, Lindsay Anderson with uh, Malcolm McDowell, uh, which is my pick. And uh, yeah, talk to you next week. Bye.